What's up, everyone? This week on the podcast, we are closing out the year with a Super 7 for this year, 2021. Great year in hardcore. I think you're going to like it. Please support the podcast by subscribing to it wherever you listen to it. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please take the time to rate it and review it. I do not know why it matters, but it does, so it matters to me. Also, on the website, 185milesouth.com, there is a playlist link for every episode. Go ahead and click that link, and you can check out the songs that we talk about on every episode. Pretty cool, so handle business. Also, while you're on the website, smash that Patreon button. Smash that Patreon button. The Patreons are the people who keep this podcast alive, and let's get on with the show. One hundred and eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are doing a Super Seven for the year twenty twenty-one. Two weeks in a row, talking about this epic year for hardcore. Helping out, you know him, you love him. It is the best dress band on the pod. It is Daniel Sant. What's up, Dan? What's up? The smooth criminal on beat breaks. Never put me on your pod if that shit eats tapes. Also helping out, it is Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Ben Edge, a.k.a. Bedge. What's up, Ben? What's going on? And helping out from the Pacific Northwest, it is the mighty, mighty Posse Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. So me and Ben, we already kind of got our our words in last week on how we felt about 2021 overall. Dan, you got a little bit in, but Chris, let's go to you. What's your uh, your overview of the year 2021 in hardcore? Uh, great year. Another great year. I mean, I always like to say, like, what's the best year in hardcore, whatever year it is right now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that went down this year. A lot of good... Um, good new music as we'll talk about today uh the return of shows for a little while (laughs) we'll see where it goes from here but uh yeah i love it dan do you feel like you didn't get anything in last week that you want to speak on today i think there's a little bit of crossover uh last week but i think we'll see where i go from here well right on okay Dan, give the rules for the Super 7 and what we're doing special today. Okay. And also the, the order of the picks. Yep, yep. So a Super 7 is set up fantasy football style where the first person gets to choose a song and then the next person gets to choose the next one. Now, normally we would let people take multiple songs from one band but because we think Super Seven, uh, we <laughs> Super Seven, we think twenty twenty one was so fucking epic that we've instituted a new rule for the end of the year Super Sevens, which is you can only take one song from a band, and once that band is chosen, they are off the table. It's going to make it really cutthroat. It's going to make it brutal. But this way, you're going to get a playlist of twenty eight banging twenty twenty one songs. 
and you're going to be glad for it, listener. And you're going to better fucking listen to the playlist before voting, especially. Then later on in the week, we will put up our seven song playlist and you, the listener, will vote on who has the best playlist. Now, the order is Sir Bedgeworth going number one. Best dressed man on the pod or earth going number two. <laughs> the king of the Adidos, Zach, going number three. And soon to be California Chris going number four. Central Cali Chris wrapping it up in the Nard Curse slot. 805 Love, what's up? All right, Ben. What is the greatest song of 2021? Um, I'm not sure what the answer to that is, but my first pick is a song called What I See by the band The Chisel. It came out on a flexi entitled What I See on War Dance Records. <laughs> Damn, this is bullshit. And I'm, I'm picking this song to fuck with Zach and Dan. And I would pick it anyway because it's probably one of the best seven songs that came out this year. Maybe. What do you think, guys? I think it's the best song in the last five years, and you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> okay, listener, just to give you a little backstory here, I suggested this so we could get 28 different bands on the thing, and Zach said, I'll only do it if you let me have the chisel. And I said, you know what? It's Christmas. I'm going to give you the chisel. And then Ben just stabbed him in the back, and I love it. I'm against backdoor, I'm against backdoor deals. I, 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 I won't stand for that. The, the rules are rules uh, it's that. it's anyone's game we we gotta play defensively i'm picking this number one because i knew that there are at least two other people who would have picked this as their first um it's a christmas number one now uh, uh dan can you explain what what a what christmas number one means to us on this side of the pond well the the singles chart in england has always been like a national uh, eye is on it, especially at Christmas time. And it's almost like trivia, like, oh, who was the Christmas number one in 1976? And like lots of people will be able to guess that, believe it or not. Um, or there's famous things where like the Pogues were kept from being the Christmas number one of the year. Fairy Tale in New York came out because uh pet shop boys always on my mind pipped them to the post and stole the christmas number one um there's lots of things like that that make it you know such a special thing but to get back to the chisel this song is incredible we've talked it ad nauseum on the pod and we all really love it i think all four of us really love it um and we all are scratching our head that why wasn't it just snuck into retaliation? Why wasn't it on the playlist, you know, uh, on the track list for the LP? But, I mean, hats off to you for being a real skullduggerous son of a bitch and hats off to you for grabbing a great song. Yeah, that was some Mr. Fuji salt in the eyes shit. <laughs> but uh, it's all good. <laughs> Respect. And, yeah, you know, if we were doing this normal Super 7 style I had the song Tooth and Nail as the backup. I think it's the best song off the LP, uh, Retaliation. And good God, what a band. What a single here with uh, what I see. And then smashing out of the park with the LP. 2021, killer year for the chisel. 
one of the greatest bands going. Chris, I think you're the only person that hasn't spoken on the song on the pod. What, what's your take on it? Uh, I love the song, and I actually really enjoyed listening to that pod. And I and I I love that uh, Dan was able to flip pops on on <laughs> on the lyrical content at least uh, for the song. That was awesome. But uh, I actually have a chisel song, a different chisel song. Even though I think that is a great song, there is one song that just hits me a little bit, a little bit harder. Uh, maybe it's just because it's more recent, but I had a So Do I, which is maybe the hardest song of 2021. Like this is a song about calling out fake tough guys and saying, you want to step outside and see what's up? All right, let's do this. And yeah, uh, dude, that song is so hard. It's so hard. Like Dan talks a lot about like songs that give him like, you know, the adamoni the adamantium backbone, like that feeling of invincibility. Like this is a song for me. It's just like, man, I'm not like a person that enjoys fighting, but when I listen to the song, I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's keep our eyes peeled for a situation. <laughs> Where's the Nazi, damn it? Yeah. All right. I love it. Dan, let's go to you. What's your number one pick? Ooh. Well, I've got to do it. I've got to take my number one song of the year. Dare. Different method. Yeah. Now, um, this is not only just an absolute straight edge anthem for the, for the ages. Um, it is a really funky, hard song too. Like it has like, groove to it like serious groove and then um i mean if you're an edgeman you know an edge person and you are listening to this song and you are not adamantium backboned <laughs> there's something wrong with your hearing because this is amazing uh just saw dare at the show of the year which was that brain dead tsunami fest um in la every band was incredible um and they absolutely smashed it i was so psyched to hear this live and then um i i just really recommend listening to this podcast like you know there'll be things there'll be people listening going you know what yeah i've heard them talk about that but they still haven't pulled it up on Bandcamp or spotify or whatever um and you know, sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm dog sitting Alvin and Perry and Reggie and Alvin are just wrestling right now like crazy, Mister Fuji style. Um, <laughs> this different method by Dare, like seriously, don't stop the pod. Keep listening to the pod, but when the pod is done, throw up this playlist and just just feel what I'm talking about. Yeah, everyone, what Dan's referring to is on, on our website, 185milesouth.com. There's a playlist link for every episode, so just click that playlist uh, link at the top of the page and check it out. This song is a banger. This whole LP bangs, dude. Like, my uh, my favorite track, let's see what I had on here. I would have taken Violation of Trust, which is the first song after the intro, but this album just flows so well together and... Dan's right. Like this song is the hit. It's like right in that money slot. I think it's the four track. You know, it's what everything's building up to. Like they do intro, they do like perfect opening song. They do like a raging song. And then they hit this, which is like the money. So catchy. So good. You know, almost makes me want to stop drinking, but not enough. But uh, yeah, kills it. 
Chris, what's your take on this? Uh, I had the song. This is another song that I had. Um, and one that I knew that I would have to snake Dan if he took something else here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is a great song. And I think the cool thing about this song is like, it's a song that just gets better as it, as it goes along in the song. Like you'll yeah. be listening to your like, yes, this, this is the part of the song, you know? And then the next part will come and you're like, actually, no, this part's even better. And then it's I just love like, the part where it drops out and then it, it like completely starts again with just the drums and then the bass comment and it mm-hmm. just starts grooving back up and then, you know, ready to explode again later. Yeah, Dare I say dark. a crescendo part? Dare you? But yeah, dude, nice. this is ill. I love it. All right. Ben, good God, man. What the fuck? Uh, okay, I'm going to take... Ooh, this is so hard because now I'm so like paranoid about getting snaked. Uh, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Uh, I'm going to take Violent Spirit, the song Fire, off their 7-inch Fire. This oh, is the greatest thing that Chris showed me this year. So excited about it. I love this 7-inch to death. And this song just gets me in like... Iron Maiden is probably my favorite band of all time. And... It's like you're mashing up Iron Maiden perfectly with like DB hardcore and it is pulled off so well. Like they're not wanking is so in the pocket. So good. And the way this just starts out with the leads and then also like uh, I love simple solos and hardcore, you know, like the solo that misfits do on one thirty eight. So simple and good. And then also like uh, there's that uh, wiper song. Uh, I don't know what I am. And it's like that solo is like two notes, but he's just like hitting the feedback perfectly and so forth. And like this lead is like, first off, they have these killer maiden like hook parts. But then when it goes to like the solo part, it's literally like three notes on the solo. It is so ill. There's so much confidence coming through in these songs and they're just amazing songwriters. I absolutely love it. This hit me like totally blindsided that someone could take a tried and true style like D beat, add like some simple stuff into it, like some maiden leads and hooks and create this whole new sound that is like my favorite thing going this year. So yeah, I'm taking uh, fire by violent spirit as my number one. What's up? I had this as an alternate. Um, I have a, I guess this is a controversial opinion. This is not controversial, but I was listening to this, you know, 30 minutes ago. And I thought this really just sounds like new wave of British heavy metal with hardcore style production. It doesn't, the music itself isn't hardcore. What they are playing is just, you know, made in style, early eighties, British heavy metal. It's not like maybe the drumming is like 10 beats per minute faster than your standard fast Nuibum song, Nuibum, however you pronounce it, New Wave of British Heavy Metal song. Um, so what what do you hear in it that's other than like, you know, the raw production, uh, which is like a trademark of hardcore music, like what they're actually playing, what what is it about it that 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 screams hardcore to you? It's just a feeling, man. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Stop posing, ah, fool. Ha, 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 ha. No, Young guns, two right. records. It's a, it's a, <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> What's that Nas line? Fucking like Young Guns one or two. But uh, <laughs> dude, it, you're right. It's just a few BPMs faster. It's a little more raw. And like this is the most like Maiden song on the record because of the leaves. The rest of it is a little more stripped down, don't you think? Drums and vocals. That's what makes it hardcore. That's true. The vocals are like in the pocket hardcore also. You know, he's not like the dude's not singing, right? Yeah. Like think about that thoughts and prayers song. It's like thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. It's like it's because that one, it, yeah, it's just straight D beat with like a little bit of new wave of British heavy metal like melody. I think he sounds like the singer of Venom. You don't hear that. Well, I him? mean, so so does so does Jake from Filth a little bit, you know? Yeah. I think it's like proof that there is very little that separates genres from each other. Like most of the things that separate genres from each other tend to be window dressing, you know, like, Oh, these guys have long hair or these guys have battle vests. Well, I guess battle vests could go either way, but you know, like new wave British heavy metal essentially is punk with more shrill vocals and, and, uh, better guitar playing so like you take those two things away you really do have punk music and this is kind of this is almost proof of that i mean i I mean that's probably why i like this era of heavy metal this is probably the like the last era of heavy metal where i'm like give me it all i want to hear all of it you know because it's so it's so close to punk but like the the way that great music is made is like pulling in great influences, right? Like why, why is Crowbang's age of coral so great? Because it's like them trying to emulate the bad brains while also like pulling in tons of motorhead, right? Like that's literally what it is. And somehow like they, they pull it off perfectly. And also agnostic front. Right. I mean, I don't hear that as much, but okay. Well, I'm just saying like performance wise, attitude scene, being in the NYHC scene, like you can't shed that. Either. Well, yeah, it's New York hardcore, true and true, yeah. you know, but like musically, if you're going to break it down to like, you know, if you're explaining it to a child, you know, and you <laughs> could only like, you know, say there's two elements here. It's like, that's what it is. It's, it's bad brains and motorhead. And you know, then and that kid goes, who is bad brains and motorhead? <laughs> yep. It and you throw them in the ocean and say, I never wanted a kid anyway. But bringing bringing a full circle, like Metallica is essentially sped up new wave of British heavy metal, and who who was a huge fan of theirs, Harley Flanagan, you know, like what, like a lot of those early eighties hardcore guys loved Metallica when they came out because it was sort of like it was almost like their music being sold back to them, you know. So much more palm meeting in Metallica. Okay, you know, in, in my humble opinion, Chris, let's go to you for your number one. All right, uh, I'm going to keep it overseas. I thought for sure that Zach was going to grab this one, but I'm going to take Enemy by Slant from Korea. Yeah. Epic. Uh, this whole record rules, uh, but to me, this song just kind of stands out as as the single, uh, largely because of the chorus, like the uh, Enemy screamed repeated six times, really just kind of makes it a lot more catchy than some of the other songs, but song's a banger from start to finish it starts out with the that single note uh 
four, six, four counts, which is 24, I believe. <laughs> uh, uh, just <laughs> a single note on 24 times. And then on the 25th, it goes, you know, to that higher note <laughs> with the one hit snare. And then into the, the guttural. And then coming out of that is just like such a stompy intro that's like so hard. She throws in another, you know, guttural just for, you know, for good measure heading into the blazing fast part. Then you get the enemy chorus. And I love how the song ends too. Like um, how it has like the staccato. And she's screaming over the top of it. Time's up. Door shut. You know, different from them. And then, Dude. like, there's a couple st- staccato hits and then a drum roll and then just, like, one single more bar of the fast part and then it just ends. Boom. Chops at the end. I was so close to taking this. This is, like, a perfect hardcore song. We talked about it last week on the pod. Like, the fast part, how it just gets cut up by, like, that simple little drum fill, the da 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 So brilliant. So good. Her voice is perfect. The production is perfect. This song is, like, perfectly written. My backup song before we were going to do like one song by a band was that How Did It Feel song? Because if you're going to be a raging hardcore band, you got to also come with those mid tempo bangers. And uh, this band can do it all. This is one of the greatest LPs of this year, one of the greatest LPs of the last 10 years. It is so good. I want it on my list so bad. And Chris and Ben, you're both on my list now, dude. What's up? <laughs> This is definitely one of the best songs about the British musical press ever. Dan with the inside joke, and let's send it back to Ben. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. send it back to ben. ben, what is your uh, number two pick? I'm going to stay in the UK. In fact, I'm going to stay with members of my number one pick. I'm going to oh, go with Ben. The- you're such a dick. No, I didn't know this was, I didn't know you had this as your number two. <laughs> Uh, well, you knew I would say. Maybe, meh. well, you you turned me on to this, Dan. But you know, that's uh, the price you you pay, the risk you take. Actually, that's true. That's true. And you know what? I'm just happy that everyone gets to discuss this because I loved it and Ben loves it. So go ahead. Yeah, the name of the uh, band is Boss, and the name of the song is Cash Em In, and it's from their Cash Em In single, seven inch single on Static Shock Records. Um, this song begins with a guy reciting a poem in a thick English accent, perhaps inspired it's the singer of the chisel singer of the chisel, uh, perhaps inspired by UK punk poet, John Cooper Clark, who I saw perform once and everyone talked over him while he was reciting his poetry. And, uh, the music kicks in and it's full on the boys style seventies punk rock and roll with that fast piano hitting one note thing going on. Ding, 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 ding. And there's this great tasteful guitar solo in there too. It's just perfectly done. The front person, Jonah Falco was also in a really good band called smart boys. How do I know that? I list, I went through every band he was ever in and listened to little pieces of it till I found another one I liked, which is smart boys. Um, Dan, we know this is 70s, you know, 70s UK punk uh, style music. What band does this most remind you of? I think I think you were nailed on with by saying the boys slash yobs, you know. I think that's really 
uh, dialed in for what it is. Yeah, the boys are... Also has a little bit of um, um, God, my mind just went blank. But uh, another girl, another planet. Um, oh, the only ones. The only ones, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of like um, I hate to call the boys B tier, but they're not. You know, Sex Pistols, Clash, um, The Damned tier. They're just beneath those bands, but like. There's so much good stuff from that era, and this totally could fit in right in with all those bands. Um, yeah, or Eddie and the Hot Rods, kind of. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. more more like rock and roll leaning punk, and I think the boy. I've read an interview. One of the boys is like, we weren't. We were almost like outcast from the punk scene because we were too rock and roll. Like we we hadn't completely shed the the past of you know because when punk w- was this brand new thing, it was like all right the fucking clock starts starts over. We're at year zero now. Fuck the past, which is just absurd because everything is based on stuff that already happened. But like, I think a lot of the, the more rock leaning or rock and roll leaning bands were sort of like, it's not different enough for our tastes. But you know, now that the dust is settled, we can listen to a band like the boys or this new band doing that style of music and just be like, it's good. <laughs> like, nope, this is good. You can't tell me otherwise. I think there's something to say about it being so retro leaning that makes it so cool to hear in 2021, you know, of a genre coming, you know, like you were referencing like those punk rock and roll bands also, you know, like some of them could have been classed as pub rock. Um, What's cool is that everyone and their mom is, is doing a discharge references, but it's cool to, to resurrect some of this, which is that that little bit of a little bit of a time period in between. I mean, it was going along the same time as punk, but it's like the more musical transition of uh, glam to punk, you know. Yeah, and like you can play. I mean, there are bands who play kind of any style you can imagine throughout history, but like you have to have, you got to come with good songs. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, all right, we're a 1985 style, um, uh, Midwest hardcore band, like, okay. And are you any good? And do you have songs? Like, you know, you gotta be good. And they, and they are fucking good and they have good songs. So hats off to boss. No, Ben, if you go off live, you can get away with a lot. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) <laughs> Dan, let's go to you for your number two. Especially if you got a good drummer. Have you two? Did you two like that boss? It's killer. Cool. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad you did. Um, okay, am I gonna go for my definite number two, or am I gonna go for a absolute blocking method to get something on my list that I would really like, but I know other people want. And you know what? Ben has started the trajectory, so I have to go down it. I think you gotta you gotta take the Christmas too. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Christmas I mean, number two. It's bullshit because like this is your idea, dude. Like, oh <laughs> no second song taken. So you should be the one taking the high ground. Yeah, but I'm a low ground motherfucker. <laughs> At the best of times. So, Ikulu, proven wrong. 
Fucking asshole. <laughs> well, you know what? This this is what happens when you live in a dictatorship. People start uprising from beneath. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be any song off this LP, but proven wrong. Holy fucking shit. Um, I love the way it comes in. I love the build. I love the um, the lyrics are really cool too, and Jesus Christ, what a mosh part! What a fucking mosh part! You know, um, will you stop squeaking that, Reg? Um, Jesus, <laughs> fucking me twice, dude! Long, with like the with for ste- stealing a pick and then with the dog audio. Yeah, well. I tried kicking them out the room and they just were scratching the shit out of the door. Um, anyway, I, I will, I will take Reggie's ball away from him. Zach, the Grinch. Um, this, this song is amazing. What do you think? I think it's a great song. I had two, uh, Akulu songs and it's so hard to, to pluck this LP for tracks because I think the LP plays best all the way through. Like I know that when it came out, we talked about it and, a couple of you weren't super fans of the intro. I love the intro because Santana is the best uh, campfire music there is. And they're channeling Santana and then they're kicking in and this LP just rips all the way through. I think the best overall song, like if I was going to play a song of a Kulu off this album would be that wake up song. It just, it has so much confidence in it and there's so many little intricacies in it while it's still just a perfect straightforward night like post age of coral song but then the banger that i would have taken is is who's in control like yeah dude it's so so oh this is a band that put narcore back on the map thank you for asking um dude it's so sleazy and so good it reminds me of like when some of the great people of the 70s like kind of were trying to fit into playing butt rock in the 80s you know like when alice cooper did uh what was his album called trash? And then, you know, like kiss kind of went butt rock. And then uh, who else? Oh, like Ozzy Osbourne, like shot in the dark, like that kind of stuff. Like it's like these great musicians are playing like this sleazy music. Like, Oh, that song is so good. I love it. I, you can't miss on this album. This is like the ultimate, like dartboard album. Just throw a dart at it. Whatever song you hit is like the greatest one. This is the best album of the year, in my opinion. And Chris, how do you feel about it? I love it, and I I was actually going to take Who's in Control as well. That's my favorite song on the record, but like Zach said, throw a dart. Any of these songs rule. Fucking damn, dude. All right. Well, let's see where we're at here. Four, because that's what I was going to take. I was going to take that one right now. Now what am I going to take for my number three, or my number two? Because I need to, I need to strategize a bit now too, huh? Uh, Zach is actually angry right now, listeners, and that's terrible. It's, you know, this is all 2021. We love it. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, no, I have a ton of songs that I want, so it's all good. This is actually like doing me favors because now I can spread out my list a little bit. Um, 
let me just take it out the gate. Section hate song nightmare. It is like a perfect song, dude. It hits out the gate, super gnarly, intense. It has like an early mosh part, like when they're ringing out on like the, they're not ringing, but like they're hovering on like kind of like a one note, like do, 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 like they're on that bounce. Then you do like the cutout and then the welcome to the nightmare into the triplet mosh, which is insane. And then like they go back to a bounce part. Like this song has so many parts in it, but it never like loses you or feels like it's like dragging out at all. It's just like an intense, gnarly piece of music. And it's like, probably one of the great hardcore songs that like breaches like the three minute mark, you know, I absolutely love it. It's definitely one of the best songs of the year. This is one of the best LPs of the year. Um, if I couldn't get this song and had to take a second one, that song knife is also super ill. And, uh, but this album just bangs. So I am taking section hate the song nightmare off the LP. Welcome to the nightmare. Yeah, I dig this record. I think, um, you know, Mike's been in a lot of good bands over the years and, and this is, definitely my favorite of them um known mike since he's probably like 16 uh back in the fool's die crew days um but yeah cool record uh good live it kind of just reminds me of like set it off but a little bit more grimy yeah because it's like the it's the exact mashup of he was doing that no man's band that was like the faster parts of this and then furious styles which is like yeah, it's like the ultimate mashup. Like I think he's found his perfect band and and they're they're killing it. They're doing great. This record rules. They put out a great piece of hardcore, man. So good. Um bouncy. Chris. Definitely bouncy. They got that bounce. Chris, let's go to you for your number two. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go. Uh, all right, I'm taking what is probably my favorite song of the year um i'm taking a song off the method of doubt record um this record is it just came out like at the start of this month uh so it was a, it was a late comer but this is a masterful record like there's so many like different little tricks that they do across this record to kind of stretch hardcore like as far as you can possibly stretch it you know without departing the genre um, but they don't overuse any of those tricks, like any of those single tricks. They don't overuse some, they like, they use a lot of different little tricks and, and it's just so tastefully done. Um, it's hard to take a song off this. Cause like the Akulu record, like it's, it's, it's really a complete record, like start to finish. Like it really tells a story even sonically. Um, but I'm going to take the last song on it which is probably not the best for a, you know, for a playlist. Cause it's like a four minute song that has like a two minute outro, but this song gives me chills every time I listen to it. And like, it's just an incredible song. Um, so I'm just going to throw that mixtape chemistry out the window and, and take the song that gives me the goosebumps. Cause like, that's what hardcore is, you know, those goosebumps. Chris, can you say a little bit about who this band is? Cause the yeah. first time that they popped up on my radar was when you shared it. And then I think Ben, you might've shared it like separately. Like, do you really like it? Like a lot of people are digging this. I need to sink my teeth into it. I'm doing a long drive tomorrow. I'm going to listen to it a few times. Yeah. It's um, so they're banned from Florida. Uh, 
I think one of the members is a newer member was in that band, uh, abuse of power from Atlanta. Um, one of the dudes is in, um, result of choice, I believe. And, uh, yeah, they're just a younger, uh, Florida band. They put out a demo in 2017. I think it was, it was solid. You know, it was, it was okay. It was kind of remind me of instead a little bit with a little bit of modern flourishes on it. And then, they put out a seven inch in 2018 that really kind of, I don't know. They, they started to come into their own, I feel like, and, and really find their sound, which is, is hardcore, but like kind of exploring some hardcore lane or some, some post hardcore lanes, both in like the, uh, like the, the second wave discord era and also like kind of the nineties, uh, you know, Re- uh, revelation records vibe but it's still hardcore like i don't know it's hard to explain but um and then this record like man it's just it's it's great like i love it um you know i don't know i don't know zach will be your thing because it it goes a lot of places that i don't know if you're as big a fan of like a little you know some super touch maybe some quicksand at times um but certainly like fans of bands like abuse of power you know, mill spec fury, I think is a, another band that they kind of remind me a lot of. Yeah. It's super um, touch core. I, they, mm-hmm. this was on my list. So you, you ganked me. Um, not this song. In fact, you never said the name of the song. I think it's no friends, but the mountains. Is that correct? Oh yes. Yeah, I sometimes I get so excited to talk about <laughs> the song. I forget to say what the song is. Yeah. My, my pick so was kudzu, a... you know, kudzu. That was the mm-hmm. single. That was my pick. Anyway. Yeah. That's a great song too. Yeah, it's it's this this record is just very it it goes a lot of different places um but it's all I mean it never feels like it's a different band, you know? It it each song kind of feels like a different piece of the formula and, and it just works really well. Um there's a part on this song that I want to talk about that is like the goosebumps part and and it's it's the lyrics and how the the vocals kind of bounce over the music that just gives me chills. So I'm gonna read like some of the lyrics here because I think it's it's interesting too, like where he goes. So it, it starts out: tanks, guns, bombs, death. These are the ways that we preserve life. Money, time, pleasure, pain. These are the reasons for the wars we fight. Love, bonds, promise, life. These are the things we just can't buy. There's one thing I'll never say, and that's that I wish that I had more time. And when you read those lyrics, it almost feels like at the end, it takes kind of a a weird turn, you know, because he's talking about like very, very serious things, you know, like reasons behind war and like the absurd rationale of preserving life through stockpiling piles of bombs and like things that are so important that money can't buy. And then the last song, it almost feels like a weird subject change where he's saying life's too short yellow. Um, (laughs) And I I thought that was a little bit weird at first, but like I I read an interview where he talked about the song and, and and then when I dug into the lyrics a little bit more, it it makes more sense. Cause like what this song is about is about um, how easy it is to like speak out against something or, or, or take a stand for something when you're in the echo chamber echo chamber and everyone's like yeah yeah i agree you know and and so when he's saying this is a song about like standing up for what you believe in even if it isn't like 
the thing that everyone else is like patting you on the back for. And, and when he says like, I want to die for something, I don't think he's literally saying like die for something, you know, I, I think he's saying like step out of those, the safety of those echo chambers. And when it's risky to say what you think is right, like that's how he hopes that he's living his life, whether, you know, it's a popular opinion or not. That's righteous. I love it. Ben, let's go to you for your number three. Yeah, uh, my number three pick is since um, since Chris ganked me on Method of Doubt, I'm going to gank him on the band Demand, which he turned us all on to <laughs> a few months ago. So the demo 2021 by Demand, um, as of now, still only on Bandcamp. I don't even think it exists as a ca- physical cassette, and it's not on Spotify. But um the song I'm picking is Unload Slash Dispose, which is the last song on the uh, demo. And I it totally could have been between that and two other songs. The the other songs that I were contenders are sound a little bit more like the band Beyond. This one sounds a little bit more like Turning Point, like it's got that epic. It's got it's kind of a mid-tempo song that that switches into this real slow epic section at the end. Um I don't know this band, like someone in this band was in, was in Lion of Judah, who I'm a really big fan of. And I think actually Chris can, can break it down for us. Cause you know, better than I do about who, who all these people were like the pedigree of this band. Yeah. Brad was in uh Lion of Judah. He a uh, guitar player. He was also in trapped under ice and worn thin and some other bands that I'm sure I'm forgetting. Yeah, and, uh, and the singer any- was in a band called Assassinato, or still is, I think. Okay, and he sings in that band as well. I, do, I don't think so. Okay, I don't know what he plays in it, but anyway, they're members of like uh, Firewalker and Stuck Pigs. So they're from Baltimore or DC? I think DC. Okay. Yeah, super good band. I think they were kind of going for the Nemesis record sound. I think I might've read that on no echo, which is funny because nemesis doesn't have a sound like every record on nemesis sounds different. I mean, Zach is a student of nemesis. He'd probably agree with me on that, but it's very late eighties well, without being trendy. Huh? It either sounds like Brujeria or reason to believe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, definitely more like reason to believe than Brujeria, but not really like reason to believe either. Um, it's like old school without being retro. It's like, oh, they could have existed in the late eighties, but they don't actually sound like any one band from the late eighties. That's how I would put it, which is the best, the best any, what any band could be. It's like, this is really familiar. This is like the music you grew up on, but it doesn't really sound like any band you grew up on. Like perfect. Yeah. Chris, you love this. Yeah, I love it. I actually was going to put the same song on my playlist and I had it on there, but then I said, wait a minute, it's not on Spotify. So yeah, be on our playlist. So that, yeah, that was, I'm going to hit the playlist, but it's good. This is a, yeah, the, the song where they, they break a little bit of boundaries at the end of it. They go melodic and kind of hits out of nowhere. And you're like, Whoa, what, what is this band going to do? Very interesting band. They were on our uh, short list for demo of the year. And, uh, yeah, Dan, you got anything on this before we move on to your number three? Um, I, I think it's a great pick. I, I'm happy that this is being represented as best of 2021 
Um, it's been discussed a bunch between us all and our little group texts and stuff. So, um, and we loved reviewing it a few episodes back in the archives. All right, let's hit your number three. All right. Oh, strategy, strategy. Um, I'm going Leviticus by Pillars of Ivory. Um, When POI came around, you know, so excited because it's Aaron Knuckles, Death Threat, and, you know, it's Jay from Mind Force, so just the pedigree is there. Then it's a project of essentially... Let's be real here. Uh, Cold world worship to an extent, but even leaning heavier into the hip hop and sample based soundscapes. Um, and then th- you know this came out. We were uh, all buying it, like on Triple B, like trying to get the good colors on vinyl because we already loved what they'd put out to start with, and then. Um, when this came out, it just is so cool because it's, you know, it, it samples stuff like Wu-Tang to Tears for Fears to Goblin, like, but then the hardcore parts are so fucking ill. And it's just such a, it stands apart from from a lot of everything else that's going on, even though it's not entirely original. It is extremely listenable for my musical tastes. Plus, anytime I hear both of these singers sing in any of their bands, I fucking love both their voices so much. These are two of my favorite sounding voices in hardcore. So um, they do a project together, and it's filled with great beats and great hardcore. Sign me the fuck up. I love this. Yeah, two of my favorite singers as well. When I heard about this project, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be wild. And I hope it doesn't fall on its face. And how could it? They're not going to let something like that happen. This is great. Um, Everything they've put out is totally delivered. Like Dan said, two of the best voices in hardcore. Two of the most unique voices in hardcore that, like, pull it off, right? I love when voices, like, take risks, aren't super stereotypical, and they knock it out of the park. Both these dudes got it. Like they just got that it factor and it oozes through this band. Absolutely love it. Chris, you love this, don't you? Yeah, it's sick. I love, uh, I love that Aaron doesn't, I mean, Aaron has kind of a few different death threat voices that he uses. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, we've talked about that on the pod a lot, but I feel like he even does a little bit of a different thing here. Like he, he leans a little bit more into like the burn vibe and it, it sounds really cool. Like the Chaka vibe. It's very what, burning. What's, yeah. <laughs> like Sanders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's interesting burned. about <laughs> hip hop in hardcore is it can go really badly, really quickly, unless it's done absolutely right. And here it is done absolutely right. Yeah. One of the things I think works and it's just, it's so simple that it's like, wow, that's, that's, that's it. That made this so much better is that 
the three EPs aren't broken up into separate tracks. So you kind of have to listen to it all at once with the hip hop shit and the, the hardcore shit. And like just that one little thing makes it captivating. Like if they had broken up the tracks and it was like, you know, here's them pressing the, the sampler and you hear Biggie's voice six, 16 times with the Tears for Fears beat. And now here's them actually doing a hardcore song. And now here's the, the next thing. Like, I, I don't think I would have listened to it as many times as I did. And, and the other, and the other thing I just realized now is they're so they're approaching the sampler the way a hardcore kid would approach like a guitar or a bass or drums. It's just like just bash at it. Like don't don't spend years mastering this machine. Just just go for it. Like it's sloppy. Like it's not like it's not you know it, it wouldn't pass for like mid nineties hip hop production you know it's really just like these guys are just like fuck it let's just do this and like that's kind of the vibe that a lot of hardcore bands have with like their actual songs just like all right let's just play a bunch of let's play four chords and make a song you know yeah, yeah and it's also pulling us is pulling us out of the 2021 bubble of like being on spotify and just being able to skip through tracks right yes. like it's forcing you to take in like a chunk of music, which is so surprisingly refreshing that I love it. You know, it's, it's why, you know, the four of us on this pod, we still like listening to vinyl and because it, you know, you're forced to listen to the album or at least a side. Right. And like bands go in and they like make their album sequenced a certain way that takes you on a journey. Like the best albums take you on a journey, you know, and in like the era of tracks, like it is track, track, track. And, you know, I give the irony of us making, you know, this, these playlist episodes, you know, but like, it is so nice to like take in the big chunk and this really just delivers. Yeah. And I'm kind of disappointed that they just put out that split with Wick of Phase Springs Eternal and they did actually break up the tracks. So it's three separate tracks for Pillars of Ivory when it should have just been one, just like all their other stuff. But, you know, small complaint, whatever. I should just listen to it all in a row anyway. Well, let me take my third song, and I'm going to dedicate it to Bedge for taking that chisel track. Uh, get fucked and die slow, Bedge. I'm taking Tsunami, the song Die Slow, off the Tsunami Gulch split. Good God, you are punished. This song... Oh. <laughs> this song rips so hard, dude. Like we talked before tsunami, a band that blew up like on the internet during COVID, they had like one show with a video got popular. And then it's like, wow, this is your follow-up. You got to come with it. And they came with it. They put out their best two tracks. And this one is, it's like just relentless. It has like a ton of different parts which are all punishing and it still like builds up to like this crescendo of like when they ring out at the end and like the bass is doing like the riff, which would come in at the very end with the guitar when it's like the, I don't know what he's doing, like artificial harmonics or some sort of shit to make the guitar like kind of squeal, but kind of not squeal. It is so ill. So Neanderthal at that point. Yeah, and you got like the big moshes on like the rides. Like you got everything here. This is Apex Beatdown. Tsunami rules. Everyone knows it. And uh yeah, it's my choice.
Yeah. And it's another thing here that is has the words in control in it. Don't ask me for favors. Now I'm in control. That's what's up. Shout out to Kulu. Shout out Ryan Fredette. Um, Chris, let's go to you for your number three. Shout out. Well, I was going to say shout out Bad Religion, but that's no control. Well, I'd <laughs> like to shout out Tsunami since we didn't get to speak on it. But, you know, go go ahead, Chris. I thought you were just speaking on it, and you stopped talking, so I said it to Chris. <laughs> hey, you were know you, what, were you not just talking? G-F-A-D-S. <laughs> Dan, Y-A-B. Chris, what's number three? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out Tsunami. Psyched, I finally got to see him uh, a couple months ago, and psyched to see him again in ex- very soon at just another gig. All right, I'm going to take... All right, this is another one where uh, mixtape chemistry is getting thrown out the window because this is kind of another longer song, but it's I need to have uh, a one-step-closer song on it, and I don't know if anyone's going to take it, but they're not going to now. I'm going to take As the City Sleeps. Is this a better song than Lead to Grey? Maybe, maybe not. But I took that song last year as my first round pick, so I'm gonna switch it up. And I personally think it's right there, like it's neck and neck with that song. Um, the song is musical journey. Uh, it kicks off with a hi hat building into some kind of melodic notes, and then the vocals kind of explode out on over the verse. Or I don't even know if it's a verse or like the first part of the intro. Um, and and they just explode out over this in a way that that builds to the to the next part, which I don't again I don't know if it's the chorus or the next part of the intro because the song is just such a massive musical journey. But uh, I love this part where the guitar just hits ring outs and the vocals like like the, the guitar is hitting ring outs and it's just doing a, it's just a kick keeping time and the vocals are floating over it in a really cool way. And then they slowly add some single string leads and then all the stuff kind of falls apart. The fast part kicks in like the song goes so many different places. It's just like it, it's an opus. Um, and then the end is just like such an epic, you know, there, it, there's a fast part with a lot of cool guitar stuff going on and then it takes it down a notch, but the vocals are still like, you know, even though the intensity of the music drops down a notch, like the intensities of the vocals that like, carries out over it. And then it builds into kind of this turning point esque mid tempo palm mute part. And then there's like a long kind of like sieve esque, like long buildup. Um, and then there's a breakdown that's like low key, pretty hard. And it's got really cool harmonics over it, over the top of it. And, and it does kind of a, a call and response, like one line, one off, one line on, one line off with a dude from Magnitude. And it just sounds so sick. And the lyrics for the song are awesome, too. It's just, you know, it's about a city that is dying from an opioid crisis. And yeah, I love the song. I love this band. Uh, one of my favorite records of the year. One Step Closer as the City Sleeps. That was a hell of a breakdown, dude. The only thing I'm disappointed by is he didn't come with the timestamps. But uh, Dan, you just saw this band and they made you a believer. Is that correct? Oh my god! Like I just saw them at the 
what I'm calling the show of the year because I had the best time ever and every single band ruled. They played um, right before uh, Tsunami and holy shit, the energy that this band draws from the crowd and instills in the crowd is amazing. The sincerity that they play with. Also, shout out to the guitar player wearing a vintage Blink-182 shirt. Respect. Um, that I I like did the Wayne's World We're Not Worthy at their end of the set. Like, I loved them uh, live, you know. And when we reviewed the LP, I, I, I liked it. You know, I didn't love it. I liked it. But this was the one, um, you know, I, I'm a big... I'm a big lyrics guy. I absolutely love when people really take the time to attack something as a complete art all the way around. And especially with the lyrics. And I think this is such an incredible, um, you know, such an incredible poignant topic to attack and talk on in this day and age, because you know, for the longest time, it was one of the biggest things in the news. And then COVID came along. And now this is almost like a forgotten pandemic. Um, and you know what? The fucking big pharmacy companies are going to get off scot-free. Um, it, what they've done is disgusting. How addictive this is. How many kickbacks doctors get. All of it. It's fucking disgusting and i love that they take this in a poetic very sad way but um set it to an amazing song and and close out uh 2021 on a on a you know a beautifully poetic sullen sad (laughs) manner and it's a fantastic pick and a great song yeah it's a very special band uh, the LP is not in my lane, but I did see them this year at a bar show and they smashed it. So like Ben says, we're rooting for them. And uh, I think this could be one of the biggest bands in the world and they deserve it. Like I want them to be. Ben, let's yeah, if go I could, oh, if I could ahead, piggyback please. real quick off, uh, you know what? Some of the stuff Dan talked about made me think about this, but like, you know, in our younger, younger days of hardcore, like, there was like the road trip, you know, is such a crucial, like early uh, is such a crucial part of your, like your early hardcore life. Right. You know, driving up to the Bay to see powerhouse. Zach talks about that a lot, you know, or whatever. And, you know, I remember driving up to, I, I remember seeing seven seconds in Seattle with buried alive and, and kid dynamite. And then driving up to Vancouver three hours to see him the next day, uh, you know, shows like that. And, and I actually did that with one step closer when they played Seattle. I was like, man, I'm going to the show tomorrow. I got to get it. I got to get a COVID test. I got to pass it just so I can get in the country, but I need to see this band again. And, and I don't know, it was just, it was cool to kind of like relive that, that feeling of like loving something so, so much that you got to hit the road. You got to go see it again. Even if it's, you know, the six hour drive uh, round trip. I love that so much. I mean, this is that's everything that you're hoping for in hardcore, right? Like, you're hoping that some things come along and resonate with you the way you felt about things when you were 16, 17, 18 years old. And these last couple of years, there's been like 
a handful of things that have. And, you know, we got to harness them and not, not be washed up. Go watch it, you know? Hell yeah. And the other thing too. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say the other thing that made me decide to go do it too, is I played a show up in, in Vancouver, like the week before that. And the energy was so off the charts, like kids were going crazy. And I was like, and that was another factor. I was like, okay, I get to see one sip closer again. And I get to see these crazy Canadians just going wild again. Yeah, let's do it. That rules. That rules. Okay, Dan, let's go to you for your number four. All right. I'm uh, trading places with Dan. I'm the resident Anglophile today, and I'm picking Chubby and the Gang, I Hate the Radio from the Mutts Nuts LP CD cassette, Partisan Records. Um, I, I own the CD. I don't know about you, fellas, but um, I'm a compact disc guy. So Chubby and the Gang... This is the they have three ballads on this album, and this is the only one that works. And I think it's actually their best song. Like, so it's I don't know, fifteen or sixteen tracks, and so most of the songs are like fast, kind of mid tempo punk rock and roll kind of stuff. And and I think this song is actually better than all the faster songs. Um, it everyone I play this band for says the same thing. They don't like the vocals, but I don't feel that way, so I don't know what that says. I and and the thing about I hate the radio is like I have this theory that I've had this theory for a few years now that every song that has the word radio in the chorus is good, except maybe the song Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. Um, so that's a cheat code for you if you want to write a good song. Just just have uh, just mention radio in the chorus. Can't and, play the song uh, on the radio. Shout out Smelly. Okay, well there might there might be more than one song that has the word radio that I don't like. <laughs> My theory's already falling that's a, apart. That's a terrible song, but uh shout out Smelly. <laughs> um so this is like one of those bands where if I ever meet them, I'm gonna think to myself, please don't be hipsters, please don't be too cool for school. Like they could totally go that way, like, but maybe they're the fucking coolest guys in the world. So I'm 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 holding out hope for that being the case if I ever do um, meet them. Chubby and the gang, I hate the radio. What do you has, guys have on this one? Well, I don't uh, know if you're going to talk to him. You're you're probably going to have to drag uh, the singer off Dan because Dan called him a poser. No, I didn't. So that'll be an interesting <laughs> first encounter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got three points to what Ben said. Point one. When Ben says, well, I'm a compact disc guy, every 185 listener went, a fucking course he is. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I would have chose Coming Up Tough, but this is a fucking great song. Um, and three, I really don't think you need to, to disrespect Wall of Voodoo like that. It's a track. Um, All right. It's okay. It's okay. Eating barbecue de guana. Dude, uh, it was right. way it's better like than a... the NoFX song that got referenced. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, shout out Stan Ridgeway. Um, all right. Well, I, I think, I mean, everything you said is right. The two other ballads don't hit. This one nails it. This was one of the lead songs that they put out before the LP came out as a way to, you know, get you excited about the LP and, and there's a good reason too, because this 
coming up tough and i can't remember what the third song was but all three of them sounded very different from each other oh the lightning song was the other one and um i when this came out i was like oh I, you know I, I like that they're doing i mean for lack of a better term a ballad um and yeah i think this is a great song and i love his vocals like i think that's what separates it from being I don't know. Generic. Like if somebody sang really cool, it would just sound like an indie band. Like to some of it, you know, it keeps them in the pocket for sure. Right. Like it, it kind of forces them from being able to go off and, and I don't know, break out of like this lane they're in. So for better or for worse, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Like they could, Chris, Oh, go ahead, Ben. Uh, I mean, if if the guy had, you know, was a singer, a great singer in the traditional sense, they could totally be like a pitchfork band. And who wants that? You. <laughs> and forgotten <laughs> in a year. Whereas yeah, and forgot, of course. Could have some really good staying power. You know? Yeah, Chris, you chose these guys last year. How How do you feel about this song? in particular, and the second LP versus the first one? Uh, I like the LP a lot. I like the song a lot. Um, I think I talked about this on when we talked about this record on this podcast. Go hit the archives. But uh, the main my main takeaway is it took a while to grow on me, and then I remembered that the, the first record was kind of that way too. Um, you know, it was a little bit more of a slow burn, but... Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite tracks on here. My favorite, the song that I had, is Life on the Bayou. Oh. Cool. I do Shout love out the line. Where, <laughs> I do love. <laughs> Shout out CCR. No, I said shout out Steve's Nan. <laughs> right up. <laughs> shout out. Because uh, the song's Big about the Brentford Bayou. <laughs> yeah. Well,. I really like the melancholic way. It's like they always play the songs we used to know. Like, like, like the uh, radio is serving up things that you forgot, but then you find yourself singing along to. You know, I kind of I, I like that line. Hell yeah, Dan! Let's go to you for number four. Okay, I am going to go. Coming straight out of Morocco. I am going with Takbir, the band, and the song is Aisha Kandisha. This demo slash 7-inch bashed me over the head a couple months ago, or maybe a month ago, not even a couple months ago. I'm I'm a poser. Uh, A month ago, and I fucking love it. Um, It is is, uh, a band that is fronted um by a uh woman who is singing in a in a she's basically attacking islam while being islamic uh for the way islam treats women it's uh, a movement I, and i don't want to completely misspeak but it is the um the scene or, or the things that are bands that are doing that is, is 
I think referred to as Tawaka Core. And um I I absolutely love this uh sound because it sounds so bizarre yet so fucking hardcore at the same time. Um I think on a previous pod I, I, I likened it to the way Unknown Pleasures and Martin Hannett's production is that it seems like each instrument is recorded in its own room and then mixed together. So it it all sounds starkly uh, away from each other, including the vocals, but still sounds so perfectly uh, amazing together. Um, I love that it is attacking religion for being hypocritical and misogynistic, homophobic, um, completely, you know, doing things that are horrible in the name of religion. Um, whereas, you know, in, in, uh, countries or in punk scenes, like we are based in, it's a bit harder for us to attack and speak about something we don't really know about. And it would come off as being, uh, completely xenophobic to an extent. Whereas somebody, from that background pointing the guns at that regime, I think is incredibly powerful. I can't wait to hear more from this band. And, um, it is, uh, something that really turned me on my head. I, I listened to it while walking Reggie through the forest, like all the time. And it just sounds so apocalyptic while, you know, kind of, hot footing it through the redwoods in Northern Cali. Like it, it's um, just so fucking good. Listen to it. I think you'll all love it. Yeah. We talked it last week on the pod because it came up, I believe in maybe the best EP, maybe the best demo. Best demo, demo. Came out, yeah, yeah. Demo came out in February and then uh, got re-released by La Vida Es Un Moose as a seven inch. It is so cool. It's so raw, but what makes it sound unique is the drums have to be programmed because they cut through in such a wild way and they just sound like programmed drums. So I don't know. Maybe they went and triggered everything, but otherwise it's programmed. I think programmed makes sense. Yeah, it just but it just makes it sound so cool and it makes the recording sound unique and it makes the song sound so alive. Because instead of having like a muddled recording, it sounds really bright. And yeah, Dan, you saying like the the unknown pleasures comparison is great. How does everything feel so separated? Um, I love this. It's, it's such a cool band. I hope they stick around and we get to hear like a full catalog from them because this is a hell of a first release, man. Um, and the artwork is absolutely amazing. People got to look that up on their band camp or whatever. Or uh, I think you should be able to link through to it on the Spotify, but we'll see. Uh, Chris or Ben, were either of you familiar with this? I was not. I also have not heard it yet. Uh, Dan was hyping it up earlier this month, and uh, I've been meaning to check it out, but work has just been crazy. And I've been listening yeah, to that dude. method of well, that record a lot. But I, I'm super psyched to hear it. Like his description of it now and also like what you guys talked about you know on the last pod and you know in in text chains like i'm really hyped to hear it i just haven't got around to it yet. i think it definitely has some like japanese hardcore influence as well like musically 
right and on. I'll, I'll okay. spare the I'll spare the drama for everyone out there in internet land. The name of the band is spelled T A Q B I R. Boy, did it take, was it hard for me to, it took me almost the entire time Dan was talking to figure out how to spell the band's name. Yeah, but Ben, all they got to do is go to 185milesouth.com, click that playlist link, and they'll see the song on the playlist. And that's what I did. (laughs) And all Ben has to do is look at the multiple group texts where I've recommended he listen to this. Or look at the playlist from last week. I Um, looked looked at, yeah. Right on. Let's let's move it along because we're at hour 12. Okay. My fourth pick is I'm going to take the song Absence by Regional Justice Center off the Crime and Punishment LP. This LP is so awesome. I'm not a fan of like power violence, I don't think, like in general, um, especially not listening to it at home. But this like hits so many tropes that I love and this LP is so listenable, you know, like I make it the whole way through every time I've listened to it a bunch of times since it's come out, but this is a song that gets me like that intro riff. Like it just, it reminds me of like prime deicide, like that. And it hits like every like power violence trope that rules in like one song, you know, like with like the, the super like moshy part, and then go into like the full speed and then you have like those ring out parts and then like it gets cut up, like how like crossed out would do it. You know, like you do like the do da, whatever they just toss everything in and then it all loops back and hits like that intro riff again. This song is just absolutely brilliant, brilliant song on a brilliant LP. It's the total package. The artwork is absolutely like, stunning awesome and uh yeah it, it this kicks ass i love it uh chris how do you feel about this uh i don't know which song this is to be honest but yeah Regional it's the one that goes what was the title <laughs> sounds about right it's the title no absence it's like buried okay. in the record dude it's like like the eight track or something it's the most listened to record on the or uh, track on the record though. Um, according to Spotify. Yeah. They're a powerhouse band. Uh, love them live. I, I also am not like a huge power violence fan, so I don't, haven't listened to this a, t- a ton, but I, I love checking them out live. Yeah, dude. All right. Um, I've, let's go. I have a question. On. Chris is, is Ian Shelton from Seattle? I can't figure, figure that out. I, I think he lives in LA now, but where's he from? Yeah, he's, I think he's from uh, like Enumclaw or like some some suburb slash rural area outside of Seattle. But yeah, he's okay. he's a nor- northwesterner that lives in LA now. And right for on. anyone for anyone listening that has not uh, tapped into Regional Justice Center, what this project started out as is just an incredible artistic approach to pain and how it keeps encompassing that and i think it, it is incredible an incredible band and uh great picks that yeah i Why, think thank you i may be slaughtering you know butchering this but like it, it started out as a project that's kind of centered around the experiences of his brother who is uh in currently in prison um yeah. so yeah a lot of 
a lot of uh, conversations, I believe a lot of the like, conversation that they've had in like, you know, visiting rooms uh, went into this, you know, into this project. And, and it's, it's definitely very powerful. Extremely. And I think last time I saw him, I think he said that uh, his brother gets out pretty soon. So that's it. Congratulations. See you in the pit, bro. <laughs> right on. Okay, Chris, let's go to you for your number four. So I didn't see this coming, but apparently I need to block this podcast's biggest UK hardcore fan, Ben Edge. so i'm gonna take big cheese yeah i'm gonna take again these this the seven inch these three tracks it's throw a dart but i'm gonna take the opening track the people's war this record is so killer i'm a little bit surprised that this band even got this far with this group um because i know you know we talked about the lp a lot last year um I, I liked the LP last year. I thought it was great. I wasn't a huge fan of the production choice. It was just a look like it was dirty and, and it sounded raw and, and that was certainly cool, but like it also kept me from listening to it a ton more just because it, it I don't know. I wanted something a little bit cleaner. So this record, when I popped it, you know, when I, when I hit play on, on the old Spotify, it really caught me by surprise because the recording's a lot more clean and crisp and and bright and and it just hit me just right and i love the bounciness of it um you know it's somewhere in the lane of uh killing time chromags not too far from makulu um yeah i love it well i know what zach's about to say but they were already taken zach what's that I said, I know what you're about to say, but they were already taken. Oh, well, <laughs> I think these are the best three big cheese songs, like by far, like Chris, I thought the LP was cool, but like the production, I, I can't pussyfoot around it, dude. I hated it. Like it was just like unnecessary echo, like trying to be maybe retro for like that. No, like going for some like eighties crossover sound. And it just, it really pulled me out of it. And it sucks because this is like my favorite band name. Like I want to love big G's, you know, like it's so ill. I absolutely love it. And these three songs brought the heat. Chris is right. They cleaned up the production and these are just their best three written songs. In my opinion. I mean like, or I guess they're my f- three favorite to listen to. Cause maybe I didn't give the LP enough of a chance just cause I was so turned off by the production. But uh, I love this. I'm glad I got on the list. This is these were all on my shortlist as well. Dan, how do you feel about this? Yeah, this is perfect MYHC from the north of England, you know, or or um, it it is really good. I think on this recording they do capture that ancillary sound that is like a Normandy sound or a uh, Don Fury to an extent, you know, with that little little bit of crossover reverb, but. Yeah, the LP was, you know, we talk about that fifth member being production. Sometimes that member's fucking up, and sometimes he's delivering. On this one, he, uh, she's delivering. I I really like it. I love the 7-inch. I love the way it looks. I love the lyrics. Um, this is a killer pick. 
there's a lot of confidence in these songs too. Like nearly like one of the songs like ends with it's like 40 seconds of no singing. Like they're just kind of like hitting a breakdown forever. And it's not like a super big mosh part. It's like, they're just leaning into this riff. There's no singing. Like I love when singers don't feel like they need to put themselves on every moment of every song. Like sometimes you just want to let it breathe. Right. Like, the unit of the band is the most important. Not everyone like trying to lay down their part in every part of the song. And, uh, yeah. and I love the band because, you know, like the band name, like you think, you know, the big cheese, like, you know, the big man on top type thing, but I never knew it was a Nirvana song until a couple months ago. And I mean, I probably own bleach, but I never, it never just sunk in. Well, right on. Okay, Ben, let's go to you for number five. You just ruined it for Zach. Now he doesn't like that that band name. <laughs> Fucking I was Nirvana. trying to not say that. That was my favorite band name, but uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, from for my fifth pick, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce uh, an idea off of Zach. Um, with he picked Regional Justice Center. I'm going to go with another band by that Ian Shelton does, Military Gun, and the song is Disposable Plastic Trash from All Roads Lead to the Gun Two, 12 inch EP Convulse Records. So they put out two EPs this year, All Roads Lead to the Gun and All Ro- All Roads Lead to the Gun Two. And if you put those both on one record, they don't exist on one record. But if you did, you would still have an EP, an eight song EP. Um, so one of the, uh, one of the lyrics is, I think what he's singing is this punk shit needs to pay me. So good luck with that. I don't know if uh, that's gonna, that's gonna work out, but I know he directs music videos or whatever on the side. Um, I guess, I don't know like how people categorize the type of music military gun plays. If people think of it as post hardcore or whatever, but this one song almost sounds like late seventies punk with shouty eighties hardcore vocals over it. So like, if you just imagine the song being played without the vocals, like what would you, it's just like straight up punk and it's really good. What do you guys have on this one? I don't know the song in particularly, but uh, I do enjoy this band and from someone that doesn't have the brain for the style, like I guess I like it in the way that I like, like a mission of Burma type thing. You know, like yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that's where I would like lean it. Um, I don't know if that's correct or not. Dan, how would you explain this band? I think that's a pretty good comparison, actually. Um, you know, hardcore aggression that is channeled a different way, you know, the same way Mission of Burma is with them being so musical. Uh, ben has picked the most quote unquote core song off the off their output you know, but they're, they're a band that seems to be, I mean, they, this is the brainchild of Ian again, I assume, but it is with people that he finds, um, extremely great to work with slash, well, record with, make music with, make art with, um, and take it in a different lane because, I think that's awesome that 
it has, you know, for lack of a better term, a little bit of revolution summer uh, willingness to be extremely open chested and showing your heart and almost grooving and, and dare I say dancing, you know, while delivering some of these songs. And I, I feel it's just a, a different lane with another artistic open hearted approach, just the same way that RJC is in a different world. Hell yeah. Okay, Dan, let's go to you. Number five. Oh my God. I'm really getting down to it. I've got like 15 songs to get down to these last, what, five, six, seven? Three. All right. This is number five, though, right? Yes. Um, so you have yeah. three more picks. Oh my God. That really is dangerous. All right. I'm going to go with what might be my favorite discovery in 2021 even pipping out um tack beer as a discovery this was when i was just extremely um engaged in our little group chat and going from one band to another and seeing what the recommendations are spotify hipped me to this band and i'm so fucking glad this is a band out of guadalajara mexico called mess The song is called Street Boys. And if you love Blitz, you're welcome. Here's your new favorite band. This band is channeling Blitz so (laughs) wholeheartedly that I am not mad in one, (laughs) one, one, one second of listening to this. It is brilliant. This song is amazing. Now, I go back to this again and again and again. There's going to be tons of people who are just going to log on to the IG, maybe even listen to the pod. There's going to be some people that don't even listen to the pod that are commenting on whose list is better and not check out any of these. Please, everyone salty. listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am salty. Salty, salty sand. But what I am saying is please, please, please listen to this band. And listen to this song in particular. It is so good. It is so catchy. It it makes you just just happy because it's so good. Um, anyway, I was so happy to share it with our group chat. I was like, boys, I have just found my new favorite band. And I sent the link because first song in, it blew me away. And then this song came on next. And I, I I think I might have just ran around the block. I know what you're thinking. Dan, I've seen what you look like these days. I don't know if you ran around the block. Well, I did. <laughs> anyway, what do you lot think? This song is so good. This is great. Absolutely love it. And I think it's like a a group of dudes that like have done a bunch of bands too, right? So it's like you have these these little meccas, you know, like how we're talking about you know, in the UK right now or in the Bay, like you have lots of like overlap in members and they do like a handful of bands. And when I was trying to learn more about this band, it looks like they're in a few and just clicking through them. Like they were all very interesting, very good, but Dan's right. This is the one that gets to you in the feels. Cause it sounds just like blitz. This song is like <laughs> as close as you can get. It is so good. It's absolutely awesome. And, uh, coming out of Guadalajara, it's great. So, uh, 
the state that gave us tequila. Shout out to uh, Jalisco. What's up? <laughs> well, you know what? These lot listened to Criminal Damage and they said, hold my cerveza. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. All right. Um, okay. My number five, I'm going to take the band Never Ending Game, the song But Not For Me off the Halo and Wings 7 Inch. And do this band can't miss. You know, all of their output is just out of this world. They're like the kings of bounce right now. And I absolutely love it. And then also like this song, they, uh, they do like some harmonics. So shout out. I never have to listen to, uh, to Snapcase ever again in my life to get my harmonic fix. I can just listen to never any game, which is great. <laughs> this song bangs so hard. Um, I don't know everything about it. Is so catchy. Like they write catchy music. The vocalist comes in, lays down like, as catchy a hardcore hooks as you can for like, you know, the world is miserable and you know, everything is fucked like, but makes it clever and uh, fucking is so good. Chris, how do you feel about this? I love it. I love uh, the harmonic stuff. Like it's, it doesn't sound like Snapcase. Like it, they do it in their own way that it just sounds cool so cool like and they squeeze it they like pack it into like these tiny little breaks where it's like you know where it's like these little flourishes and and it sounds so ill yeah and and coming off like it's like this up-tempo bouncy shit so ill you know another band all these different it's just great different chug tempos i love it chris let's go to you for your number five yeah, there's another band I get to see at just another gig along with Military Gun. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a band that I will probably never get to see because they broke up this year. But uh, Time and Pressure, Psalm 38.9. This record is awesome, but the lyrics really put it over the top. Like this record, uh, the the lyrics are, and this song in particular, like probably some maybe my favorite song lyrically of the year. Like this is one of those songs where he's just, just ripping his chest open wide, just bleeding out onto the page, bleeding out, you know, through his, you know, through his voice. Um, so I'm just going to talk about, I mean, the music is awesome. It's great, but I, I want to spend some time talking on what the song is about. Cause it's, it's pretty, it's pretty heavy. Um, my read on it, this may be off base. Uh, I didn't like hit him up and ask him because I, I didn't want him to say, well, that's not actually what it's about. <laughs> uh, but I, my read on it is it's a song about watching his father die and coming to terms with that. And in that process, maybe realizing that he probably didn't live up to his father's expectations in a lot of ways, particularly in the area of religion um, and the song he's doing self-reflection about the similarities and the differences between him and his father, you know, as he's watching him die and, you know, going back to the idea of religion, like even though he didn't believe in God, like his father did, his father was kind of a God to him. And, the the last line of the song is a total tear tearjerker, but it's it says, "When I see nothing behind your eyes, I know I'm watching as the last of God dies, 
and just sh- shout out to Drew. I think is the singer. Like he just he he killed it. Like he went there. It's one of those things where you know we've talked about it before. People like Walter, Andy, like uh, people that are really good at talking about really heavy stuff and doing it in a way that doesn't sound you know cheesy. Like it sounds good. It sounds you know gives you those goosebumps. So my song, Time and Pressure, Psalm 38, 9, on Safe Inside Records. Yeah, I think these lyrics are incredible. Um, When I got this split, it's on a split with Discourage, by the way. And um, these lyrics really grabbed me at the time, too. My personal take on it was, for one, his dad being so religious, but then being hypocritical by being, you know, uh, an alcoholic, it seems. Um, and then on the, on the top, on the thing. Well, Dan, dad- Jesus, Jesus didn't turn uh, water into Gatorade. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but then, um, <laughs> and then um, it, it, it's about, you know, well, where is your God? He's not helping you. And then on the top of it is like, you know, that last line that you talk about, Chris, I see that as being like, this was my last like connection with religion. You know, my dad was the one that I sometimes would probably go to church with or something like that. And then as this is gone, like that's the last of it. It, it, I don't know. It's, Mm -hmm. It's really heavy and it's really good. And uh, it, you know, the song has that emotional tenor as well to go along with how emotional the lyrics are. Killer band, dude. Um, Ben, let's go to you. Number six. All right. My number six is going to be the song Jam Master by Jade Dust off their six song EP um on extinction burst records it's a 12 inch i think they're pressing it right now but it's on spotify um so i'm just trying to uh, set a record to see how many times i can talk about this band on podcast by the end of the year so this <laughs> has got to be close to number 10 and this song probably contains their best riff and i know like people since we since we were getting heavy with that last one um here's some heaviness i know people don't want to be defined by their um limitations but uh the singer of this band rudy got in a horrible uh motorcycle accident maybe two or three years ago and and his arm is partially paralyzed and he fucking decided to keep playing music and he played i believe he plays guitar on this record he's not the guitarist of the band anymore but like i mean he really i think it's his strumming arm so you know, it's like, don't, don't let that shit, don't let your physical limitations stop you from doing anything you want to do. I think that's really inspiring. So, um, that's my, that's my little, little piece of inspiration for, for, uh, 2021 going into the new year jam master by Jade dust. Yeah. We've talked this band a lot on the pod, um, for good reason. They're a great band at what they do. And this is the rager track of the EP for sure. It's the one where, uh, you know, you start slamming and people feel uncomfortable. And uh, (laughs) yeah, Chris, you love this as well. 
Yeah, I think since the last time we talked about this, or since I the last time I was on with you all talking about this, I got to see them twice um, in Portland and Seattle, and they were they were really cool live, really awesome uh, people too. Like really enjoyed hanging out with them, uh, you know, chatting with them, talking about you know all the things that you talk about with fellow hardcore people and uh just really uh yeah awesome people and and really psyched to spend some time with them and see them yeah yeah, definite friends of the pod this is the track yeah and these are friends of the pod they reach out all the time so uh shout out j dust everyone check them out this band rips dan let's go to you number six well i love that j dust jam master shout out jason mizell Rest in um, peace. Yeah. All right. I've got Jesus Christ. This is really tough. Really, really tough. I've got two songs left and I've got, I'm not joking, like 15 on my list to put in. Um, I'm going to go Bloodhound Scowl. Oh my god, I feel really weird because I, I'm leaving so much on on the thing. But uh, this Scal LP is the grower of all LPs. I loved it the first listen. Now I really, really love it. Um, this is the opening track. It encompasses everything that you're going to get across the LP. It has um, really interesting playing. It has great vocals that get even more guttural and uh, more um, vicious on near the end of the song where uh, she calls whoever out, whoever the bloodhound is <laughs> gets called out at the very end. Um, and Scowl is a band that is uh, probably known by every, most people listening to the pod right now because they're really doing their thing. They're coming out of, you know, the Bay ish area and they're on flat spot, which is a label that's doing awesome things. And, um, they're delivering, you know, really fucking tough, hard, hardcore with a great recording that allows, um, a level of punkness to come through in their really brutal hardcore. Um, the vocals are awesome. The lyrics are great. I mean, it's a absolute killer LP and this is the, the, I mean, seeds to sow would also be a, a great choice for, for the song to put on here. But I don't think the only reason I didn't go with the seeds to sow is because I don't think it reflects what the band is more than this song reflects what the band is. And uh, absolute killer song. Yeah, Killer LP, we talked it a few weeks ago a lot. Um, great recording, a band that put out a killer, palatable, hardcore LP. Very easy to make it through the whole thing, which is the 2021 win of all wins. If you put a record on, make it from first track to the last track. And they're just pounding the pavement, dude. I've seen them twice this year. They killed it both times. They got out all over the country in like the, you know, the short amount of time that bands were active this year. 
And so they're doing it. Much respect to Scowl, and this is a great pick. Um, Chris, do you want to say anything on this before we move on to my number six? Yeah, I think, I mean, you guys, you guys covered it really well on, on the, the last podcast, um, you know, where that you, where you talked about this record, but, and, and I agree with everything there, but yeah, great record, amazing, sweetest kids. Um, and it's so cool to see them winning and, and cause they're out there doing it, you know, like you all mentioned this, but like they're hitting it hard. They're hitting the road hard. They're, they played the last show I saw before COVID. And unfortunately I was supposed to see them last week, but COVID kind of shut down their tour literally the day before they were supposed to play uh, in Tacoma. So I haven't seen them since then, but I hope I get to see them all soon. Cause uh, love those kids and love the band. Yeah. Uh, friend of the pod, Michael Wolf. He saw him in Portland, which I believe would have been the show before you would have seen them in Tacoma. And uh, so they were great. So right on. Let me go on to my number six. I am taking a band out of Switzerland. They are called Life Crusher. The song is called Unexist off their Soul Separation EP. I absolutely love this. Like, it sounds like terror in like the the demo or first uh, 12-inch era. It is so stripped down, straightforward, hardcore. The song's like a minute long. It kicks so much ass. They did a music video for it, and like they're having fun. It's so infectious. It's just like the best of hardcore. Her voice is brutal and awesome and catchy, and just everything about this absolutely rules. So I wanted to get them on my list. I absolutely love this EP. It's four songs. All four songs kick ass, just short bursts of hardcore. It just sounds like a band that like they listen to that first Terror LP over and over and over, and like, Let's fucking do this. And they did it. And it's just like, that's great hardcore. Fuck it. Replicate it. And they have enough of their own little twists on here that it doesn't sound like a, a total copy, but it's totally in that lane. If you love that lane of hardcore, you're going to love this. So check out Life Crusher. The song it chose is Unexist, and it is off the Soul Separation EP. Check the song out on the playlist. And also the whole EP is on uh, Spotify. This is super cool. Are any of you familiar with this? No, no, I'm not. And I'm I'm looking forward to the playlist because well, I haven't heard this either. Yeah, Jack's well Ben's gonna out. bang his head. All he wants is more songs that sound like that. And uh <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> stoked. Okay, Chris, let's go to you for number six. That's Zach's little secret he's been keeping for Yay. this one. Where's the share? <laughs> Dude, that got shared. You probably ignored it. Oh Uh-oh. I'm just gonna Homer Simpson back into the bushes right now. <laughs> Oh, that's right, dude. <laughs> All Chris right. Number six. Yep. Let's do this. I'm taking a turnstile song. Uh, I love this record. I'm taking Mystery, which is uh, the first track, uh, the first single they released to. Just such a catchy, well written song. Like the intro riff is like the perfection of simplicity. You know, when we talk about Chain of Strength and, you know, making room for like the vocalist to kind of shine over it. You know, it's, it's four notes. They progress very slowly in in the chord progression and the way that their singer, Brandon kind of carries the melody over these four riffs is just so sick. Uh, The drums, typical defang brilliance, just doing a, a lot of cool stuff over 
a pretty like straightforward beat, but just a lot of flair. Uh, he's such a great drummer. The solo is sick. I love the song. The only thing, tiniest nitpick, like I could do without the kind of little wind chime thing at the beginning and the end, but like, you know, tiny knit is a great song and super psyched for them just to be, you know, again, like just pushing the limits, doing, doing lots. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of the album, but that is what it is. I, ride for the band they put on for hardcore you know they didn't have to take out never in game last tour like they could just be you know trying to get into the middle slot and like these big festivals or whatever and and they're they did a headlining tour and brought out hardcore bands right like they're living it they're flying the flag i'm rooting for them killer great band uh when they were on what was it jimmy kimmel do you got what which Seth, like late night? uh Seth Seth Myers Seth, Seth Myers, Myers think, okay yeah. yeah yeah I seen that video and they killed it the they're they're yeah, so they're good. good right like live the dude hit all his notes and the drumming is totally incredible and it's totally notable I mean this is a a hardcore band that played a fast song on national television and dude, how, we all got to feel pretty good about that how crazy was it to see them playing in front of I mean, because anytime you ever see Turnstile, it's in front of like 500 kids going absolutely apeshit, right? <laughs> and they killed it even without that, but it was just kind of, it was, it was bizarre. But yeah, they were, they were spot on. It was great. Masters of their craft, dude. You cannot like knock it, you know? And yeah, I, I'm rooting for them straight up. Even if like the LP isn't like what I like to listen to, I can listen to it and be like, this is, objectively like a good piece of music, you know, whatever. Um, Dan, you got anything on this or should we shoot it to Ben for his number seven heartbreaker round? Um, echo what you lot say. I, I mean, it's a hardcore band thriving and respect to them. Band number seven heartbreaker. This one's easy for me. Cause I think I might be the only one who knows or cares about this band. Although I think I discovered them in a group text with someone from this podcast. So correct me uh, if I'm wrong, Chris, but was it you who brought the band chemical X to our attention? Maybe it wasn't, maybe it was Clevo. I don't think so. Okay. This I band was, first of all, there's like, what were you say? Yeah. I was going to say, maybe it was Clevo or pops. Yeah. They're like 30 bands named Chemical X. So here's how you find this one. It's all lowercase and it's Chemical Dash X, all lowercase. And they have a, all they have is a four song EP and it's just on streaming. It's not even on, I don't even think it's on Bandcamp, but it's definitely not, they don't have a seven inch or a cassette demo yet but they will soon i've I've, i'm paying attention to them closely so this is like full-on 1981 cali style 1.5 and what i like about this is you can understand the lyrics so clearly and they're really funny and it's catchy so it's like it's not just like the musical style of that era but it's also kind of the vibe of that of that era as well so like one of the lyrics is 3 a.m. and there's no one around. I'm trying real hard not to make a sound. Would you blame me if I made an attempt to buy everything I want and not afford to pay the rent? And the song is called 
impulse decisions. So it's just like, he just starts listing stupid shit that he feels like buying on the internet. And, um, you know, it's like real self-deprecating and it totally has this like circle jerks descendant style humor and, and the guitar tone and song structure to go with that era of music. And they're from Lodi, New Jersey, which is the home of the misfits, which I think is like kind of the icing on the cake. So people need to get on this, listen to this band. So he's basically just singing about my life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he does actually, he does talk about like stupid sneakers. He has like some lyric about like, like about these stupid sneakers. So yeah, very much so. <laughs> I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. I can't wait to check it out on the playlist. Also, Dan heartbreaker round. What's your number seven? Okay. Um, this, it really is a heartbreaker because I'm trying to whittle it down between bootlicker, torso, bugging. Those are probably the three that and punitive damage. I was going to say, I'm just going to list all of them, all the bands so that the people no. after them can't take any. <laughs> no, not at all. I would hope someone would take some of these because I really feel it's criminal to leave them off the list. Um, oh my God. It's really difficult for me to choose. I'm going submission part two bootlicker. This LP came across our wavelength that we were going to talk about it on the pod, or at least it came that way to me. And, um, we reviewed it and I loved it then. And it stayed with me over and over since then and that was like halfway through the year i think we did it and you know what i love the more and more that i listen to it the more and more i just fall down into loving the fact that it is brutal like straight ahead hardcore a la negative approach to an extent <laughs> um while having you know revved up clean guitars it just is such a awesome juxtaposition and it makes it so, for lack of a better term, so much more brutal because the negative space that that creates where the vocals and the, you know, distorted bass can ride rough shot over with the brutal drums just makes for such an interesting sound and um, submission part two uh, is is the one that incorporates like it being really fast, but it has a really cool mid tempo part. It's just it's just such a killer song. Um, I would have felt weird. I feel really weird not having Torso on this list because I absolutely love that seven inch. But I've got to put the Bootlicker on here just because I've listened to it so much and it has grown every single time that I listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Like some of these things have captured my attention and I've loved them right out the gate and it's stayed like a straight line of like interest and love for it because it started at a really high thing. The bootlicker um, music and, and especially this song submission part two, it started out being like something I liked and now it's something I absolutely love. So 
Um, that's why they're going to round out my list. This kicks ass. We've talked it a ton on the play or excuse me on the podcast. This is my favorite song on the LP also. And yeah, like Dan said, just the sound is so wild and you guys will hear it when you listen to it on the playlist. It is so good. This is just a perfect mid tempo hardcore punk banger. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, Chris or Ben, anything on this before I go on to my number seven? Another great band from British Columbia. There's yeah. a lot of lot of fire coming out of uh, the southwest corner of Canada right now. Yeah, Chain Whip is from there, right? Yeah, isn't Chain mm-hmm. Whip from there? They're kind of they're. I think they're they're yeah. label mates with Bootlicker. Yeah, Punitive Damage. Yeah, both those bands. Easy. Yeah, dude, both those bands are great. Okay. And Rest Easy is also great. Um, okay, final round. Dude, you know I got to choose them. Is Dead Heat putting out the second LP or the second LP of their catalog? I'm taking the song Age of Dead Heat off the World at War LP. They're leaning all the way into Suicidal. They went there. They turned it up to 11. They knocked it out of the fucking park. It's Dead Heat, dude. You know what they do. They do it well. And uh, this song's just straight up anthem, dude. You're chanting Dead Heat. You're banging your head. It is so infectious. It is so awesome. You can't fuck with it, dude. That's what's up. That's rounding out my list. You know you what? Guys got list? Well, I just saw him and I just saw him perform this song and I was banging my head and I was chanting dead heat. So you're right. <laughs> you are right. There's, you're not allowed to not do that while they're playing this. They fucking killed it in LA. Just, uh, recently um they played after one step closer which is insane because that band destroyed the place then dead heat come on and go ain't no thing oxnard style and destroyed like absolutely destroyed yeah chris is a world-class front man they got the double axe attack like both guitarists can handle business you know like they're just all around awesome so proud of them they hit that second LP. What, Dan? I was going to say respect to the big man on bass. Very sweet guy. Oh, yeah. This is Vince Amador, dude. Nard legend. What's up? Okay. Um, that's that. Chris, let's go to you for number seven. And uh, why are you taking Ingrown Waste? <laughs> it's funny that it's actually my first song out. I'm actually taking uh, another song that we talked about on a previous podcast, but I'm taking inclinations track from the America's hardcore comp. Uh, the song is called fruition. This band gets a lot of, uh, snapcase comps, but I, in my opinion, this is kind of the, this is, this is the most snap cases that they've gotten so far on this intro. They, they, they go hard on those harmonics. Um, but it, you know, it, it still is, I think it's more in the one king down realm than Snapcase, but anyways, I love it. Great band, cool kids. Uh, we talked about the lyrics when we talked about this comp, but I think it, you know, it bears repeating. It's a really cool song that's kind of a an ode to the younger generation hardcore, saying like, "You guys are so sick. You're all doing this right. You know, you're focusing on the right things. I'm so hyped on." all the things that you're doing and how you're carrying this torch and you're inspiring me. And I just think it's a cool, uh, a cool approach, a cool take. 
Yeah, and that dude's living it, right? He's like the promoter in the Louisville area for hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that rules. He can't say enough good stuff about this band. And also participated in vocal test karaoke. So shout out and killed oh, it. Yeah. Killed it. All right. He's also got an honorable a, mention. Oh, go he ahead. also sings in another band too called Constraint, which is really sick as well. Yeah. And uh, Chris, did you not get the memo that Zach already chose a song so he never has to listen to harmonics ever again from anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about that when he, when he said that. <laughs> Hey, dude. That's cool. We got Never Ending Game. We got Inclination. Don't need Snapcase anymore. It's fucking great. Um, okay. Whew. Honorable mentions. I'm going to try to blow through this, but I got a lot, dude. Um, Speed, the song We See You. Rest Easy, the song Headaches. Gridiron, Eight Turn Mine. Gulch, Bolt Swallower. Ingrown, Waste. That's not on there, Zach. I can't believe no one took it. It's fucked up, dude. Riff of the year. Riff of the year doesn't make uh, the list. Is it's a disgrace. Where's Mister Fuji at to hit someone with the salt again? <laughs> um, okay, gel. Violent closure. Adversary. The song retaliate. Drain. They do a single this year. Watch it burn. And it might be my favorite drain song. It is so good. Shout out Mike Dirt. Uh, Ikulu proven wrong. Hong Kong fuck you. Song kill a skinhead. <laughs> Shout out uh, Tijuana. Pain of Truth, the song Scarred, Tsunami, I Don't Care. Tsunami coming with a one-minute banger. Dude, what's up? Um, Chain Whip, the song Laguna Bleach. This band kicks so much ass. You got to check them out. Field of Flames, Confusion Breeds the Fear. Never in Game, the song Anguish, Law of Power, We Are the Hounds. Electric Chair, Pledge of Allegiance, Bootlicker, Submission Part 2, Dan Got It. Slant, How Did It Feel? Punitive Damage, the song Red Surge. Dead Heat had a backup, the song The Fall, the band Slug, Little Demons, Momentum, Overkill, and I think I got more, but Dan, let's go to you for yours real quick. Okay, I'm just going to do a lightning fast of of, uh, just the the records instead of going into particular songs. So Tsunami Gulch Split, Restraining Order, Warfare Split, so good. Big Cheese 7-Inch, Jade Dust. Uh, six songs punitive damage seven inch candy apple record uh direct threat goodbye world um that lp is great the consequence check them out the dare lp unbelievable field of flames the out for justice that's some that's some right up zach's alley stuff um the military gun ben's touched on it head count Check out that headcount EP on Safe Inside. So good. Um, no Longer at Ease, Fading Signal, Urban Sprawl, great 7-inch uh, on Rev, Torso, I Can't Believe I Didn't Have It, um, Paranoid. I don't know if anyone's ever checked out, or obviously people have checked out Paranoid, but listen to the new Paranoid LP. It's so fucking good. Um, Abrasion, new uh, Indecision Records, that's epic. Uh, the Chisel Retaliation, and then uh, Chubby and the Gang, Attack Zero, Nervous SS, Rat Cage Split, um, The Gel EP, Buggin, um, and too much other things to mention. Raw Brigade, fucking great. Uh, I'm going to shut up now because I will just keep going forever. 21 I'm back with tracks. 
Back with tracks, Nowhere to Turn by Tuning, God's Hate by the band God's Hate, off the album God's Hate. Uh, Block Party by Cinder Block, California, I Don't Live to Live. Spy, the song Labor Dispute, The Lab by The Illiterates, or just Illiterates, if I'm correct, Badge, correct? Uh, that is correct, Illiterates, No the. No, no the. All right, the song Esquire by Necra. Someone's Gonna Die, Chubby and the Gang. The song Bond by M.H. Chaos. Hall of Mirrors by Chemical Fix. Homewrecked by Torso. Police Crime, Raw Brigade. Latest God, the song by Latest God. Leap of Faith by Moving Target. All for One by Count Time. I.R.D.A. by Mind Force. E.O.D. by Wise. There is so much good shit. Undercover Cop by Restraining Order. Bloodhound by Scowl. Retaliation by Chisel. Tooth and nail by the chisel, and I got more, but god damn, I need to take a drink of water. Ben, let's go to you. Honorable mentions. All right. These are also songs. Uh, Some Nerve by Sweet Soul, Living in the Good Times by Naked Ray Gun, uh, Glass Faces by Body Maintenance, Harvey Weinstein is a Symptom by Neighborhood Brats, Unscrew My Head by Akulu, Target Practice by Zip, LB Scheme by Illiterates, Mink by Cola Boy. Uh, I have this same song by Chain Whip that you mentioned, Zach. Uh, Get Busy Dying by Rest Easy. Uh, Dolan's War by Latest God. Uh, Silver Lining by Toner. Feeling New by Jinx. Escape by Bloodsucker. Uh, A Better Treatment by Spice. And Shivers and Scars by The Reflectors. Low, Low, Lonely by Young Gov. And Nowhere to Turn, the inside-out cover by the band Tuning. Uh, Greenwashed by Result of Choice. Distant Lullaby by UVTV. Uh, Keep on Running and Undercover Cop by the band Restraining Order. And uh, that's it for hardcore. Everything else is very much not hardcore, so I'm going to stop there. Chris, honorable mentions. I like how Ben tries to pretend like that's it for hardcore after rattling off. I feel like Ben low key likes to pretend like he doesn't love. Oh no no no! Hardcore. I, what I'm saying is, says. what I'm saying is, there's like all these kind of no, alt rock, alt rocky shoegazy bands that I also like from 2021. But like, why am I going to talk about it on a hardcore podcast? No, I I don't. I I'm just saying. I think it's sick. Uh, yeah, Ingrown Waste was my first one out. My second. My second out actually was Fill the Flames, Confusion Breeds Fear. Like, what a track. Yeah. Especially when he yells, Fields of Flame, 408. Um, some others that I'll, honorable mentions um, that I'll name the band, uh, The Enact, Enact from Portland, Blue, Bi- Blue Blaze, also from Portland. It's spelled B-L-U space B-L-A-Z. No E's. Uh, but they're sick. Sunstroke from Philly. Chemical Fix from Philly. Koyo from Long Island. Uh, Strangle You. I think they're from Atlanta, maybe. Uh, but they they released a single this year that was really cool. Lysol from Olympia. And then these these two these two were named before, but I want to say them again. Like Rob Brigade, Punitive Damage, just doing awesome things this year. And then I had yeah. a bunch of other stuff that you guys named already. Did I mention the Spy Habitual Offender EP? Someone did. Someone mentioned Spy. Cause that's, okay, because it's so good. And then, you know, 
gotta say that Violet Spirit that came along knocked us on the head. That C four LP on Triple B, that's got a tongue in cheek humor and it's great fucking straight ahead bashing hardcore. Uh twenty twenty one, you did it. You fucking did it. All right. Hell yeah, twenty twenty one ruled. What's that? 2022 is going to be sick too. There's a bunch of records I'm really looking forward to. Well, we're going to get the punitive damage LP, which is going to make 2022 a can't miss no matter what. Absolutely. Okay, let me ask you all a question real quick. What is the one band you're excited to hear something from in 2022? That's the one. I heard it. It delivered. I listen to it almost every day. And I can't wait for the world to hear it, dude. It's unreal. What about you, um chemical x is gonna put out more stuff so i'm looking forward to that cool chris all right dan you got 10 seconds for your answer oh okay uh the two bands that i am looking forward to hearing something from in 2022 is high viz and big laugh hell yeah chris you got an answer we're gonna wrap this up uh the one that i haven't heard yet that i'm most hyped for is the new upcoming inclination uh but also punitive damage praise that hive is abrasion all those are gonna rule oh yeah and you know oh god all right everyone <laughs> keep it real we'll talk to you next week <laughs>